You're listening to The Fashion Detour, a show that provides insights into the minds of creatives within the fashion industry. My name is Michal Goldfein, and I'm sitting down with the creators to talk about their processes, their inspirations, and lessons they've learned along the way. I am so glad to be sitting down talking with the creative director, Josh Spiegel of Birch Event Design. How are you today? Hey, I am so good. How are you? I'm excited to be here. I know. I can finally be doing this. I know. Um, I would love to know (laughs) what inspired you to start your your business, your brand. Oh my gosh. Um, It's quite the story. So my father does balloons, right? He did balloons my whole life, which I know you know. Um, and that was really the start for me. I got married very young and I needed to make money. So my dad's like, oh, work with me in balloons. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay, let's see how that goes. Uh, and my mother-in-law is actually the one who said that, you, oh, you, you bring such beautiful flowers to my daughter every week. Why don't you do flowers? Because flowers and balloons go really well together. So I spoke to my dad about it. I ended up doing a flower department in his, in his balloon shop uh, and started selling flowers for Shabbosim and see where that goes. Uh, and over time, people came in, came in, let me play. They asked me for a few things for like, you know, a baby girl or a baby boy or, you know, flowers for Shabbos or whatever it may be. And I just said yes to every, everything that came my way. Uh, after a little bit of time, nobody was coming to the store for flowers. So I needed to find my way out. So I grabbed the shopping cart and I hit the street corners um, and everyone just came over to me. I was a Jewish guy selling flowers to Shabbos. So I became the person that people came to and more and more people started saying to me, I don't want you, I don't want to come to you anymore. Can you just come to me? And I said, yes. So that became my niche market. I used to go to people's houses every Friday, fill their houses with beautiful flowers and getting to know these great families, getting to know these great people. They kept giving me more opportunities. Can you do a birthday party? Can you do a brisk? Can you do my daughter's bat mitzvah? Can you do a kiddish? Can you do, um, you know, any, my corporate party, anything that came my way, an engagement party, and then led to a wedding and every single thing I just used to say yes to until I, I got enough experience under my belt to, to grow and, and, and live through opportunity. And about six years ago, I met my partner. Seven years ago now, I met my partner that I have now. And we rebranded from Josh and Company to Birch Event Design because we decided we didn't want it to be the Josh show. We wanted it to be a brand that there could be more, multiple Joshes and there could be multiple Carolines and there could be multiple people. And there could be, there, no one was relying on one, one, one person to make, it, to make it amazing. It could be anyone under this umbrella, which became known as Birch. Um, and it's pretty amazing. We didn't expect it to be where it is today, but we're, we're really happy with where it is and where we're going. See, for me, I feel like I feel like it happened so fast, but I know that it was a, a progression, right? Yeah, I think a lot of it. I mean, even for me, I think it happened so fast. It, it, like the thing about being in business, I mean, we've been in business. I've been doing this for 14 years now. But the fact is that Birch is only six years old. So even in six years to go from doing $10,000 weddings to doing hundreds of thousands of dollar weddings and million dollar weddings and, and anything that was like, you know, in the luxury market, quote unquote, is, is a huge, it's a huge thing. Huge trust. Did you experience a lot of challenges along the way? Oh my God, so many. (laughs) There's so many challenges. One, I had to learn this because I wasn't trained. Uh, I sort of just dove in and figured it out as I went. But more importantly, just like even on the financial side of running a business and then growing the business and having employees and meeting all these different kinds of characters that walk through your doors on a day-to-day basis, figuring out the, the, um, I want to say, 
the psychology behind an emotional bride and an emotional bride's mom and the mother-in-law and the dynamic between families and, you know, and spouses and significant others and, and siblings, you know, in a process of making and creating some of the most important days of their lives was something that I had to learn how to navigate because it's not experience that you, that you get growing up necessarily. It's not experience that you get in school. It's real life experience that you get just by communicating and being in a, in a situation where you're like, oh, wait, if I say the wrong thing right now, I could start a huge fight between the mother that just asked me to go behind the daughter's back and give the mom the wedding of her dream as opposed to the daughter the wedding of her dream. And because the mom's paying for it, you know, you just like you could blow up a family that way. And like, it's a huge responsibility that I had to figure out really early on how to how to navigate. Uh, that was one of the that was one of the most interesting challenges amidst building a company and trying to figure out how to make a dollar when you have no experience on how to make money. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard. And you, you do have uh, a lot of, uh, you're the only boy, right? So I am the only boy in my family. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. People ask me all the time, like, what's the dynamic between you and your sisters? I'm like, I had an older sister I was really close to. I had a younger sister I was close to. I mean, I am close to. Um, and yeah, I'm the only boy, but it's not like my, my sisters are overly feminine. It's not like they're like, they're not like girly girls. They didn't like raise me and say like, oh my gosh, look what kind of dress I'm wearing. I never really paid attention to those things growing up. And now I find myself scrolling through Instagram or scrolling through like, you know, any pictures that a bride brings my way. And I'm like, I can name every single brand. I'm like, Josh, what are you doing? <laughs> How do you know this? Why is this second nature to you? It doesn't make sense. And I'm like, I can't stop. I don't know. Well, <laughs> well they're coming to you for fashion advice now. They're coming to me for everything. And then the second they come to us at an event, they're just like, they want everything to make sense. My biggest question to a bride is, what are you wearing? Because it says so much about her and the type yeah. of wedding she wants to have. Yeah. You know? And so can you describe kind of like your creative process? Sure. So we get an opportunity to meet our clients. Um, it's not always for a wedding. It's not always for a bar mitzvah. It's not always for a birthday party. Sometimes it's for a corporate experiential opportunity, uh, a brand launch, something a little bit more interesting and a little, a little bit more... Um, specific and you know that has more lines around it i guess you could say other than like a wedding which like you have really free reign you can do whatever you want as long as it's within the vision that the the, the client wants but we have about 45 minutes an hour to get to know the client we have to really pick their brains understand who they are aesthetically emotionally um see how they see how they dress see how they act see what kind what makes what's important to them whether it's the small details whether it's a big picture whether it's both um, so we have 45 minutes, an hour to really get into their head and understand who they are. We take about two to three weeks to design the wedding or design the event. Uh, and then we send back a proposal in hopes that we understood them well enough to excite them in the proposal. Uh, after that, you know, hopefully they do, they edit a little bit. We then jump into like making a full scale mock-up for them. So there's no surprise the day of, and then produce shortly afterwards. It's a, uh, it's a pretty fun process. I want to say it's light. It's exciting. We try to keep it very much about the client, very much about um, the enjoyment of the creative process as opposed to like, I never wanted to be this guy who sat across from a desk with someone and be like, I'm the man who's going to do your wedding. Let's shake hands. This is a business deal. No, my thing is it's an emotional time for everybody. It's an important time for everybody. It's a time that you can't get back. So we want to make the entire process interesting. We want to be the best part of your process in creating that special day. So every part of it, whether you're texting us at four o'clock in the morning because you had some nightmare that your that your flowers came in super yellow instead of white, and we're just like, we'll answer and be like, they're white. You're fine. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Got it was you. just we a got dream. You. It was just a dream. Go back to bed. Um, so yeah, so the process is super important for us and it's something we really pride ourselves in. So on a like on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, what inspires you? Like what what do you, you know, okay, let fine, let's take I don't know. I mean, let's take a wedding, but even if you do have that gown or you do have the the venue, what 
What's the trigger? The trigger is the person. I'm such an energy person. Like, it's crazy. Like, my connection to people is probably the most important thing. That's why I always tell people, once you turn my job into work, it takes away a little bit of the art of what I do. Because what I do is, and what we do, I don't want, it's not even a Josh thing. This is a brand that hire is higher care, the love, excitement they have. You know, and what I get inspired by, and what we get inspired by is the the energy of people. Like if someone comes in and they're like wearing this crazy awesome outfit and they're like fully I'm losing you. Like, I don't know. Just like right away that we like connect with the person this is. Like we're gonna pull it out. We're gonna give them an event that feels the way they are. Are you? Yeah. Are you there? Now I'm here. Okay. Hello? I see you. I hear you. You're good. I'm going to shut my Wi-Fi off. I don't think it should matter, but I'm going to shut my Wi-Fi off. Any- Do you see me better now? Hello? Yeah. Do you see me better now or no? Yeah. You were cutting out your, your, the audio. Do you want to start, do you want to start, do you want to start that question again or should we just continue where we left off? We could, con- well, so start from the beginning of what you said was like the trigger for you. So the trigger for us is, is really the person. It's kind of the energy that we get from the client. So when we come, when someone comes in, whether it's something they're wearing or the aesthetic of their home or the way that they carry themselves or the way they hold a glass, like can inspire us. And we just pull from that. And then we use that as like the foundation for whatever we're going to build. And then when we're walking the street, I mean, we could see a lamppost and design an entire party around it. Like it's, it's, it's insane what inspires us. It's, it's, it's fashion, it's architecture, it's interior, it's, it's fabrics, it's textiles, it's, it's texture, it's a Bird. it's it's literally anything i mean you could see yesterday i was uh, i was out and i saw this like lamp that i thought was so unbelievable i completely dissected the lamp and now I'm making an entire event out of it out of every single element of the lamp i just completely deconstructed and building it rebuilding it in an event it's like it's silly what what inspires us but i guess that's the best part about being creative is that there's no there's no limit to creativity other than budget so, yeah <laughs> you know, that's all that's the only thing that limits but like other than that like you could really turn anything into something and that's part of the best you know the best validation of what we do is that we take nothing and turn it into something awesome so what has been your favorite venue that's a really hard question Oh my God, I'm not allowed to answer that question. You know how many people ask me that question? I'm like, I can't answer that question because, <laughs> because like I'll get, I'll get hurt from anyone else. I really, it depends on the person. Like there are so many gorgeous venues out there. Um, and it really does depend on what kind of style event you're looking to have. It's like, if you're looking for something very, you know, I want to say authentic and regal, like you're going to go to the plaza, the pier, or you're looking for something cooler and go to the glass houses or the Mandarin. Like there's so many cool spaces you can go to. There are museums that are awesome. There are lofts that are awesome. There are warehouses that are fantastic. There are barn great. It's all, it's all depending on the client. So really when we're, when we're doing an event, there's nothing that like, I don't go into something saying Josh loves this and therefore we're going to do that. It's more like, well, Josh feels that this client may love this and that's why we're going to go in this direction. Yes, and I think I saw recently you did a, a wedding by the beach with these amazing wooden frames. Oh, yeah. That was so fun. That was my niece's wedding. Oh. That was so, so fun. And we pulled together that, that wedding in three, three and a half, four days. Whoa. Family, goes, family, go, family goes last. So we always <laughs> say, like, you're, you're secondary to all the paying clients. So therefore, we are going to create something for you, whatever we can figure out within the time frame that we have to dedicate ourselves to it. But we literally pulled that together in, like, three to four days. It was in the middle of a very busy season. And my poor niece, I moved her wedding so many times just because people kept booking days. And I'm like, I can't do it that day. So I'd move her wedding and then move her wedding again. And I moved her wedding again. Um, wow. she was a trooper and it was amazing in the end. So I, lo- I love that. It was so good. So what inspired that design choice? 
so her dress was really amazing. She had this amazing Monique Lulier dress. It was so soft and so gentle, but so like, I want to say it was very, um, it was very constructive. Like it was very, had beautiful lines in it. And it was just a really nice dress. I've inspired a lot of it. And she also wanted a little bit of this like free people vibe. So she, we had this little, you know, boho situation going on. It was like a little bit of a blend of a lot of things, but it was easy looking, which I think was, it was beautiful, but it felt effortless at the same time. So that's kind of my, very much my niece. So it worked out really well. And we were so proud of it. It was unbelievable. Alan actually from my team designed that and, and it was, it was a vision. It was incredible. So do you have any design elements that you're, you know, you really want to try, but you haven't gotten to uh, explore with yet? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I have a few. I have a few. Don't like, want to tell us your secrets? I don't know. I don't know if I should say it because if I say it, then it's out in the open. I may never want to do it again. I don't know. I think I'll hold off for now. Okay. I think you'll see them in the next, I think you'll see them in the next whole full few months. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm slowly maneuvering these ideas into people's minds. We definitely have done a few of them for next year. I just would like to see them sooner. Like we have some really crazy, gorgeous events coming up next year that we've been designing, but like, I want to do them now. I get bored. I want to do it now. <laughs> I, know I don't want to wait. Yeah, you feel. I'm like that also. Like I get bored very easily. Um, and yeah, I mean, so if you could pinpoint, like, you do weddings, you do, you do, um, you know, brand launches, you do so many different types of events. You have a favorite type of event. I think that like, I mean, I do and I don't like, it depends on my mood. If I'm very florally, then I'm, I'm dead for a wedding, you know? But if like, if I'm, oh my gosh, it was so random to be like, I'm dead for a wedding. I am dead for a wedding. <laughs> I love a good wedding. But, <laughs> but at the same time, like, I'll, I love a good corporate event. I love a good experiential event. And bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs are exactly like a corporate event. It's just creating a world that's branded around something for the purpose of something. So that to me is a huge, it's a huge thing. Oh, so you were saying about fashion. So I'm curious, have you done a fashion show? I have. I've done a couple. I haven't done major fashion shows. I would love to. But last, last year, bridal season, we worked with like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna mess this up. I don't want to mess it up. We worked with I forgot the name <laughs> bridal company. We worked with a couple of bridal companies where we did their fashion shows. I don't remember the name. I know the names. I just I think I'm throwing one in there by mistake, and I don't know which one it is. So I just like I'm gonna avoid the names. But we did a couple of fashion shows last year, which were really awesome. We had a great time doing it um, for bridal fashion. This year we had a couple lined up, but of course it didn't happen, so that didn't that didn't work out. But my dream is to do, there's a company out there called um, Rear Attack. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but I follow them. They're huge in the, in the fashion world. They're huge in the runway world. And I just think that's so fun. Um, so I, I eventually, my dream is to, is to design those shows, like more like, you know, for Dior and for Chanel and the little guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I mean, some of them are just, some of them are amazing. I'm really missing that right now. Dior is like Dior is probably my favorite my favorite fashion shows of all time. I get very inspired by their by their shows. They do always something amazing. They did this one amazing Morocco. They've they've done like such incredible ones in Europe and it's like they really go all out and it's it's inspiring. I love it. It's really cool. So what do you think about like if you're watching a show, I don't know, because everything is virtual now. So if you're watching yeah. this virtually, like, do you feel like these types of things, you know, the design and the, can, can that be captured virtually or it's just. Well, I'm not a pro virtual event guy, obviously. I want to say it can be if you've done, if it's done correctly, but it's not always done correctly, which is probably half the problem. The lighting has to be right. The videography have to be, has to be right. The editing has to be right. The whole thing has to just be correct. Otherwise, 
you lose, you lose the depth, you lose the integrity behind any design. So it's not as fun virtually. I want to opt with like, just make a smaller, different version of the event to make it work. But like, I understand all sides of it. So uh, make the best. That's probably my, my answer. My PC answer <laughs> is make the best out of it. And yes. yeah, it will, it will do what it needs to be. It will, it will do what it needs to do. So you've had some celebrity clientele as well. I have, yes. I mean, define celebrity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've had some really awesome social media celebrities. I've had some really cool um, TV celebrities. I have a few more in the making. I have a few NFL celebrities. Yeah, we've done some really cool, cool events for people that I were really, we, we feel really privileged. I think you did for, what was it, the, the Bachelor? Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelor Nation. Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> we did act. Ashley and Jared's wedding. We did it last summer. It was incredible. They're amazing people. They were so nice to work with. They were really fun. And they were they were so human. Everyone is. Every single person we work with is. And it's it's nice. It's nice to see people in real in real time, in real situations, dealing with real, you know, real moments. It's cool. I love it. And it's really, it's really nice. It's humbling. Yeah. And I mean, do you, how do you work with a client, let's say, who, who does give you a hard time? What do you do? You mean all my clients? No, I'm just <laughs> I, I have amazing clients. Um, listen, we're, like I said, it's a psychology game. At the end of the day, we are a vendor. We are someone that's being hired to produce a product. So everyone, and they are spending real money. So they don't have the, I don't have the right to ever complain. Clients are allowed to be difficult. They're allowed to demand things. As long as they're respectful, we're fine with it. It's the second that like someone crosses the line is disrespectful, which makes it much more difficult. It makes it uneasy. And then like the team's like very like, I don't really want to work with this client. And it makes it much more difficult. But I'm really lucky that like for the most part, and I want to say 99.99% of our clients are incredible. You always have the point oh oh one you know client that that's that just feels like they own you, but a lot of those like we've come to terms with the fact that we just don't we don't take that anymore we don't take the work it's not it's not worth it the team is my team is way too important to me to be stepped on, but I understand it from all perspectives, and I understand that that's that is for someone it's just not for us so tell me a little bit about your partner who, who do you work <laughs> caroline Caroline Grive. She's not, she's not involved on a day-to-day basis. She's, um, she's a silent partner now. She worked with me for years. She, she pretty much edited my crazy for a long time. She really polished up my rough edges. Um, and she taught me more about taste and about style and about, you know, what a woman wants to hear as opposed to like, you know, I can ramble for hours and I love to talk <laughs> sometimes. I, and I love to talk unfiltered. I'm extremely unfiltered. She told me how to filter a little bit. She gave me like a little bit of a filter, but she just refined me. She did. And she's unbelievable. She's one of my best friends. You know, I was with her yesterday. We spoke like for hours. Like she's, she's phenomenal. And, um, you know, I was very lucky to have, have been partnered, well, to be partners with her. I feel, I feel extremely grateful for that. She's an incredible person, comes from an incredible family. And they really, they taught me a lot. So it's great. She's good people. Yeah. And if you could go back, I don't, well, not if you could go back now being where you are now, what would you say to yourself 10 years ago? Good question. Eat less. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> that is one of the things I would tell myself. Eat less, care more. Um, no, I think one of the things I would say to myself is be confident. Don't be stepped on. Don't think you're less than. Don't get, don't get, don't get blinded by the shininess of other people and other people's businesses. Um, hold on one second. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, don't, get sh- don't get blinded by the shininess of other people and other people's businesses. Focus on what you know. Focus on perfecting it. Focus on being humble and just being grateful for every opportunity that comes your way and just keep climbing every day, which is something that I did do, but I just wish I did it with more confidence. I wish I did it a little less like, 
trying to figure it out. I'm a little bit more like, I kind of know my way, so I'm going to feel confident in what I'm doing to do it every day. I would have been less stepped on. But you know what? Today, I always tell people, like, I don't regret anything that has happened to me in the, in the past 14 years. I don't regret any of the bad choices I've made. I don't regret any of the, the poor choices and the, and the misleading opportunities that came my way. I don't, I don't regret any of it. I learned from every single thing and I've grown and I've learned to listen and I've learned to hear myself more and hear others better. And it just shapes you into a different person. And I'm grateful for those experiences because not many people get to have them at the young age that I, that I have. And I lived a whole life in, you know, the 10 years that I started and then over and then six years of, it was, it was eight years of starting and then six years of building. I learned, I lived, I lived a whole lifetime, you know, so I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful for it. Yeah. So you learn from your challenges and your experiences. And definitely. You wouldn't be where you are today without those things. Absolutely not. You need them. I mean, not that I wish it on anybody. I'm happy to give everybody mine. So like I could just tell them about it. They could live through me my pleasure, but I needed to experience it for myself to be here where I am today. Yeah. I have to ask, I know this is veering off a little, but what would you say to a bride who has a budget or someone's making a simcha or, you know? Sure. I, I think the answer is the following. We get people who text us, DM us all day, email us all day that don't necessarily have the budget that we're, we're going to work with, but or on that's that came out wrong, but like some a budget that wouldn't make sense for us to produce. And I and I say to them, I'm happy to guide them A to a florist that makes sense for them. B, give them ideas. C, I just think it's don't show up with a with a Dubai wedding that was millions of dollars and then need it for a thousand. Like I think it's all about managing expectations. People say, Oh, well, you work within my budget. I said, Well, are your expectations equal to your budget? If they are, then I can make you happy. But if they're not, then there's no way I can make you happy. So I'd rather not take on a project that I know I'm going to fail at. Not because I'm not able to produce a great wedding at that number, but because I won't be able to make you happy at that number. So yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of like managing expectations. So what I would tell those brides is understand your budget, understand what you get, get what you can get for, for your budget. Work hard to iron out the budget as far as possible so you get the most, but come in with a vision that makes sense, not with a vision that like you saw on Preston Bailey's website. Um, and now you want like a tree that's made out of flowers from top to bottom. I mean, that's your whole budget right there. You're not taking into consideration everything else. It's very hard to make that a reality. It's very, and you're always going to disappoint. So better to come in with, with something slightly more realistic and then build off of that and then allow your expectations to be blown away. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the future, what are your goals? Oh my gosh, survive COVID. Um, <laughs> that's number one. Survive COVID. And number two is... More importantly than that, I think my goals are to continue to build this brand, um, work hard at getting more into the corporate experiential um, you know, trade. I love the whole idea of creating an experience that is completely immersive. Um, just keep refining, keep building, keep growing, keep listening, and be able to really like, I mean, in, in, I mean people say to me, what are you going to do in five years? I said, I want to travel the world designing and I want to travel the world speaking. I want to I want to empower young entrepreneurs and young individuals who didn't necessarily come from means that they could really do anything that they want to do as long as they're willing to put in the work to get it done. I want to tell people that like waking up at four in the morning, going to sleep at two in the morning is really unhealthy for you. But at the same time, sometimes it's what you need in order to get ahead. Sometimes you need those extra hours. And, we, you know, I want to I want to teach people that like hard work does pay off, you know, and I think that's a really good message and also potentially how to run a company and how not to fail and, and how to listen to your employees, but how to be a boss. And like, there's so many different ways I want to go about it, but that's, that's probably where you'll see me in the next, you know, three to five years. 
Well, that's really exciting. I mean, yeah. I can't wait. I'll be uh, coming to your your speaking tours and your yeah. Please visit me in Dubai anytime you want. Like. <laughs> but that would be amazing. You should write a book. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's on the table. We'll see. Maybe I'll have a table book. I don't know. We're gonna see. Yeah. See where it goes. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for on. having me. That this is so a, fun. Yes, it you, was. Thank you kill you. it. You killed it. All right. Have a good one. I'll see you soon. Good job. Take it easy. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Fashion Detour. I'm available for personal styling and personal shopping. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can always reach out to me through my email, michal at thefashiondetour.com. And on Instagram, you're welcome to direct message me at The Fashion Detour for any of your shopping and styling needs and questions. Thank you so much and have a great week. Stop.